Okay, welcome to episode one of the podcast. Um, first, a little shout out to our sponsors, Vitamin C. Grapes. Oh, by the way. Uh, hey, no, I'm doing this one. It's Vitamin C. No, it's Vitamin C and grapes. Vitamin C keeps scurvy away. Grapes don't keep scurvy away. Grapes keep being curvy away. I mean, I guess they're fruit. That's health food, right? Yeah. Works. Hashtag real women have curves. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm Sean. (laughs) And I'm Matt. And today we will be discussing our differing opinions on uh, episode 8 of Star Wars. I've been a Star Wars fan my whole life. It's always been a... Hands off my grapes. It's always been... <laughs> <laughs> They're actual grapes. <laughs> They're actual grapes that I'm eating. Um, but <laughs> I've always been a Star Wars person. He hasn't so much been, and we have very different opinions on Star Wars Episode Eight. I've always uh, respected it vaguely, but I also have never been a massive fan. I understand the fact that uh, most of them have been bad up until Ow. the new series, and then it depends on how you look at it from that point on. Um, so yeah, we just watched it, so we have it fresh in our minds. We watched it, and we're just going to go through it. Uh, first, I thought uh, it was a cool break from the traditional Star Wars cinematography, because uh, that was starting to get stale. It, so it embraced, I feel like it embraced modern cinema a little bit more. It didn't feel so much like it was dated. For for movies that were about the future, they always felt, or I guess they're technically about the past. The monologue says a long time ago, but I digress. Uh, I always, they always felt kind of dated just in the techniques they used to film everything. Um, so it was nice to see them kind of get away from that. Oh, and we should also say, generally speaking, uh, I'm a f- big fan of the movie. Um, and Matt isn't as much. Uh, he likes it as a movie, but not as a Star Wars movie. That's right. Uh, I also, that's my favorite part of this film, is the fact that it breaks away from a lot of the mold. Um, because doing the same thing over and over again, which is what a lot of the fans want. I mean, if you look at all the outrage, it's based around the fact that it's so different from a Star Wars movie. Uh, but it manages to be so much the same. I mean, pretty much everything that happened in that movie was a callback to a scene from another movie. Um, but some of them are call forwards like those thick dice. Oh my God. (laughs) Pointless. But, um, something that I wasn't sure how I felt about was that it was definitely more human and less fantasy than the other Star Wars movies have been. Because Star Wars, Star Wars has always been a very fantasy thing where it doesn't, it doesn't really feel like a real thing. Like there's no really, there's no sense of like mortality yeah that's fair and this felt like it was very like it was almost gritty that might be why i like it so much because it's much more psychological i guess maybe not much more but there's more of a psychological element and you know me uh yeah big fucking psychology nerd uh um but it was i mean i there were certain there were certain times like at the beginning when the nameless rebel soldier like sacrifices herself to destroy the dreadnought that's what it's called right the dreadnought that was cool and like very not Star Wars, yeah, but in a good way where it felt kind of fresh and new. Um, so I guess, I guess after talking about it out loud, I guess I did like that. Um, 
because I mean that's probably you know that's what makes the original three films so magical is that they're so they're such a they're such a high fantasy kind of space thing, um, and you know nostalgia obviously yeah nostalgia is a hell of a drug but but eventually you have to bring it back down it can only yeah. stay in the clouds for so long I mean you look yeah. at the prequels they really hammered down that whole high fantasy and it really yeah. uh, lost its steam and you know they were also just bad poorly written and acted and all that kind of stuff but yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I think a part of it is the fact there was no semblance of stakes. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it was kind of, I don't want to say cookie cutter, because it was definitely different from a lot of other things, but I mean, it was the very classic tale of good versus evil. Um, but also, I mean, I've always loved Star Wars, because it was uh, very much about perspective, and that the Jedi aren't totally good. That's what I liked about this movie. Yeah. And I was really hoping, well, we'll get to that in a bit, but... yeah. Um, so let's see. I'm just going to go through all the things that I jotted down little notes about. Um, ooh, one thing I hated was, uh, what they did with Yoda. They really played into the fan, like, the kind of misconception that Yoda is, like, Star Wars Jesus. Have you ever seen the original trilogy? He wasn't. He was just pretty good at what he did. I don't know if they really made it seem like he was Star Wars Jesus. because he just came down and he was like an all-knowing force ghost. And he was like, yeah, don't worry. I'm burning everything down because I know that that's what's supposed to happen. It's cool. It's fine. I'm Yoda. I mean, to be fair, I think he burned it down to teach Luke a lesson. Because Ray had already stolen the books. Yeah. And he would have known that. Yeah. So he was just like, hey, man, it doesn't matter. Because there's no consequences to him burning it down. But he just told Luke what to do. He was like, Luke, you're an asshole. Go. But that's what he did before. Not really. No, that was the opposite of what happened. He was like, Luke, don't go. And then no, Luke no, went. No, but he just... And what happened? He cut... Luke got his fucking hand cut off. Yeah, but I'm saying he told Luke what to do both times. And Luke didn't listen the first time, and he did listen this time. Because he's been shown that Yoda knows what he's talking about. I just feel like they really played up how much he knows about everything. Like, they really made him a very, like, all-knowing creature. And I get he's a force ghost, so it probably gives him some sort of, like, oogie-boogie mystical power, like, a little bit more connection but i just looked at it as more of a wisdom thing rather than like actual knowledge because he was just like yeah it's all about uh, failing and that's really what matters and like that's how you're a good teacher it wasn't like he was like yeah there's this, these specific coordinates to a base that's gonna save everything it was more of a yoda has experienced such a long life and now he's experienced death in the afterlife and he like understands uh life in a better way and it look at it as more of like a godlike omnipotence I just, I just totally forgot what I was going to say, but it did have a thing, and it was pretty good. Man, I'm proud of you. It really shows great on a podcast. Thank you. Do you, have, uh, do you have a graph you'd like to show me to really narrow in this point? Showing you this. I'm flipping them off right now. Um, Theater of the mind. Let's see. The Porgs, I mean, those were just trailer bait. I guess they worked, because they were a meme at the time. They were pretty cute. Yeah. They weren't, like, mini and annoying. No, they yeah. weren't, like, in it that much, but... They, they were, just def- a, they they were, were definitely just list. there for the cute factor. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ooh, let's Ooh. talk about my least favorite part of the film. Ooh. The thing that, from the very beginning, I said was bad and shouldn't have been in it. A, it's a pretty long movie. It was, like, two and a half hours. And Ooh. watching it... Are you uh, talking about the casino thing? Yeah, boy. Ooh, so bad. So, watching... Starting this movie at, like, 11.30 probably wasn't our best move, considering how long it is, uh, and the fact that we have to talk about this afterwards. But... You really feel the length, especially at this point in time, and watching it again. Uh, and I think a big part of that is the entire casino bit. Yeah, there's a whole... About a third of the movie is spent with two of the main characters uh, on their little, like, side quest to go find a, 
like a hacker essentially to break into like one of the bad guys ships um and it just becomes this weird like humanitarian like PETA sent us to like save the horses for some reason horse dogs yeah there were these giant horse dogs that they spend like 20 minutes of the movie freeing for like no reason like there was no consequence and they were talking about how like all the people I don't know it was just awful nothing was interesting to look at nothing interesting happened all the dialogue for every single part of those scenes was just poorly written and like cheesy and not in like a good campy way like in a really annoying like high school like poetry club lit mag bad kind of way like who wrote this um, I mean, just... I think that what they were trying to do is, like, bury home the point of, I think in general this movie was about failure and how failing affects how you make decisions going forward and how you react from failure. And the whole point was they go on this adventure and then they find this, they don't find the guy they wanted, but they find another guy who's kind of sketch, but he can do the job. Um, and then he ends up betraying them and it fucks over, like, everything. It gets a shitload of people killed. And, you know, like, that's interesting. We're just like, ah, oh, main characters are screwing up. But they're just... The casino movie was just boring and it was pointless. Boring. And they could have done it in a much faster they fashion. Yes, they could have expedited it or done literally anything else and gotten to the same. Like, it was just a yeah. long, long, long walk for a short drink of, like, of LaCroix. It wasn't even good enough to be water. <laughs> it wasn't good enough to be regular water. And then they shoehorn like the a romance between those two characters in at the end of the movie. Dislike didn't fit in. It was so weird. dumb. And like no they had no chemistry just at all. Yeah. I mean Yeah, I feel bad. The actress that played Rose got like a lot of shit. Yeah, did, I mean did that she end up deleting deserved. her Instagram because she got uh, like a lot of racist I think comments it was her, and stuff. It was her Twitter, but yeah. Oh um, yeah, same difference. But still sad and didn't deserve yeah. that. No, absolutely. She not. didn't it's write not her the character. Fault. Yeah, no. <laughs> but uh yeah, definitely the lowest part of the movie. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Ooh, we can talk about that part where Leia fucking flies. Ooh, yeah, another that, low. That was a that was a big that was a big uh, talking point for a while after that movie came out. To be fair, I don't think it should have been as big of a talking point. It definitely didn't look good, but it made sense. I agree. Canonically. Actually, because I mean, this is a universe where the Force is technically within everybody, and obviously she's from the family that is the universe refuses to stop revolving around for whatever fucking reason um so obviously it makes sense that she can at least do a little bit so you know flying through space a little bit is not out of the question yeah um yeah the ship gets blown up and then she like uses the force to essentially fly back to a different like safe part of the ship she just looks dumb as shit but it, yeah it looks really it. like it just wasn't <laughs> edited well or like just the way they did the effect it didn't look good and it didn't i feel like it was supposed to convey the subtlety of her degree that she has access to the force too but it just looked dumb it looked really dumb like it looked like someone like put a magnet on her <laughs> and then there was a magnet on the ship and she was just getting sucked to the magnet yeah i could see that it looked really dumb yeah, um, that, that doesn't really affect like a lot of people were i remember back when the movie first came out people were like damn the movie's awful, which it's not. I Once again, I think it's good. No, it's um, a good movie. It's a bad Star Wars movie. I disagree with that as well. But uh, people are saying, like, it's awful, and this is one of the reasons. I mean, Leia looking bad is not really one of the reasons the film is bad. It's just a worthwhile talking point. No, yeah. You consider how expensive these films are. Uh, you think they would have something as weird looking as that. Yeah. And, I mean, I know they pride themselves on using, like, film instead of digital and using practical effects, which is, I respect it, and I think keeps it a lot more grounded. Uh, and honestly, in the long run, does it better, looks better, looks more consistent compared to the original without losing quality, mm -hmm. uh, which is something I respect and like. So, I mean, long, 
in the long run, it didn't matter. It just looked really dumb. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's talk about a good thing. We've got two bad things in a row. Let's talk uh, about Snoke. Oh, yes. Something a lot of people hated, but we both love. Yes, no, that was a good, that was a, that was a good thing. So, yeah, there's this character, Snoke, and he's in the new, he's like, he was supposedly the big bad guy of the new trilogy of Star Wars movies, introduced in Star Wars Episode Seven, uh, The Force Awakens. And it was a very mysterious figure. There was a lot of speculation as to who he was. Was he like an old character that we knew about that didn't die? Was he someone new? How actually powerful was he? And like, how was he going to come into play? What was he going to do? And it was this big... J.J. Abrams, I love him. He made Fringe, my favorite television show of all time. But he's a big fan of the mystery box. He makes mystery boxes. And I don't think that fits in a franchise like Star Wars at all. Um, and episode seven, I think, was a good film, but it was a mystery box of who is this, what's going on, like, who's Snoke, what's he gonna do, who's Rey's parents, what are they gonna do, uh, is she a Skywalker, everybody thought she was Skywalker, a daughter of Obi-Wan Kenobi, or all this nonsense, uh, and I think Ryan Johnson, the director of, uh, uh, Last Jedi, I think he did a really good job of just being like, nah, man, fuck it, <laughs> None of that matters, and it doesn't matter. Like, the whole point is, like, there are just bad people in the world, and Snoke's just one of them, and Rey's just happens to have the Force, like any other person just happened to have the Force. Mm -hmm. This weird, like, royal family of only these people can use the Force makes the entire universe almost feel hollow in the sense that it's only interesting around this family. Mm. And it was just, it was nice because they just, they kill Snoke off after an entire movie and then like a year, two years in between the movies, like a year or two years. Yeah, and there was a lot, and that's where it was ruined. A lot of people were disappointed in this movie because there was just so much fan theory and like hype around like, what are we going to find out about these characters? And no matter what it was, it never would have lived up to the expectations that were created for yeah. it. Yeah, it would have either been something entirely predictable or people would have been upset because it wasn't. And they would have been upset either way. Um, and it would have been lame either way, and I think it was really interesting and cool that they really built up this, like, mysterious, like, aura around this character, and he's, like, this big bad guy, like, where is he, what's he gonna do, like, they barely show him in the first movie, and then the second movie they show him a lot, and then he just, they kill, like, the good guys just kill him, and it was, like... It wasn't even the good guys, it was Kylo. Yeah, uh, but, what, like, I mean... I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna end up being a good guy. I mean, that's just speculation. I really like Kylo. Kylo's he's the character. best. He's hands down the best character out of the new trilogy. Yeah, like without a doubt. Like he's solid. Without a doubt. I mean, he's he's just interesting because his struggle isn't with the dark side; it's with the light side. He's yeah. fighting to to not be a good guy. Yeah. Which I think is interesting, and it also helps that he's just he's just an edgy fucking teenager. Like he's just a sad boy. Like it's sad boy TM hours. Um, and it's, it was also interesting because in the first movie, in the first of the new trilogy, he wasn't, he wasn't like Darth Vader in that he wasn't really in charge of anybody. He yeah. reported to Hux. Yeah. Um, which eventually ends up not being the case by the end of the second movie, but that was, I mean, that had to happen for him to become an interesting, more interesting character. Yeah. But it was just interesting to see this, like, sad, like, like depressed teenager kid He's just a whiny baby. Like, he whines the whole time. But that's what makes him such an interesting bad guy is that he's not, like... He's not, like, a god of evil. He's just a sad, bad guy. Uh, and he's just, like, a... He's just a teenager. And I think I was, was... I was really hoping in... For anybody who's listening to this who has seen the film, the moment after Snoke dies and they kill all those red blokes, uh, and Kylo's just talking to Rey and he's like, listen, just join me. Like, screw all this. But we don't need this evil empire or this rebellion or this Sith or this Jedi. Let's just, like, lead. 
let's just be leaders together and just do what we think is right. And I, I haven't read pretty much any of the comics, but I've heard a lot of uh, stuff about, like, Grey Jedi in the comics and the extended universe, which now is almost all not canon. But I think Grey Jedi are a lot more interesting, where it's just, like, you know, they're real people, essentially, with these powers, rather than this dichotomy of you're either a horrible, evil uh, baby killer or you're this saint who can never look at a woman without losing his vows. Like, you're just, like, a person with the Force. You can do bad things. You can do good things. It's just... Uh, it's all kind of decided upon your personal uh, moral standpoint, which I think is much more interesting. And I was really excited with the first time we watched it. When they did that, I really thought they were going to um, go there, and then they didn't, which was kind of disappointing to me. Um, well, I mean, yes, and it's, I mean, it's also interesting because, I mean, Star Wars has always been one of the main themes about Star Wars has been perspective. I mean, the good guys aren't always exclusively good. The Jedi have, are very, like, dodgy organization like they're like you know kids aren't allowed to see their families ever again once they're a jedi and it's like why oh because we don't want them to have attachments i mean luke talks in the movie about how the jedi are like everything they say is a fallacy and it's all about their egos and about um all about appearances and hubris and he's not wrong um obviously that's why they have him say it out loud for everybody you know for everybody that doesn't want to intuit that they just tell you that um and he's right, and I mean, good guys can use bad guy force powers, bad guys can use good guy force powers. I mean, Count Dooku, or not Count Dooku, what's his face? General Grievous in episode three, he uses like all blue and green lightsabers. They're not mutually But to be exclusive. fair, he was in force sensitive. No, so. no, I know, I'm just saying, like, Sith can use good guy force powers, bad guys can use good guy force powers, good guys can use bad guy force powers. It's all about perspective, um, which is one of the things that I've always loved most about it, makes it the most interesting, is that the the dark side of the force is not intrinsically evil. It's just, you know, most people decide to use it that way because what makes it powerful is hate and rage and lust and all the bad emotions. But, I mean, you can use force shock to, like, turn on your fucking computer. Power people's phones at a mall. Yeah, like Shazam. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, they're not... It's just how you choose to use it because the light side can't exist without the dark side and vice versa. It's just a yin-yang thing, I guess. But I think that's what makes it so interesting. And it would have been cool to see Rey and uh, Kylo Ren kind of go off into some, like, gray moral area. But It just definitely it just would have been different. I mean, who knows? There's still a whole other movie that I'm kind of looking forward to <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Star Wars makes me sad now. Um, let's see. I don't like where they went with Hux's character. He was a very... He was very, like, Hitler-y yeah. in The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. He was very much hitler like, he literally just was. Yeah. Um, and then this, he was kind of a joke. He was kind of a throwaway well, character. I think it was... And I, know, and I know it was so that Kylo Ren could step into his place. But I just... Like, the whole movie, they just kind of, like, threw him around and joked around about him. And I, I don't know. But I think that also could come into play a perspective in how you look at it. Because uh, it was... When we were looking at him in The Force Awakens, it was much more from a ground-level perspective. Of yeah. You were almost looking at him from the perspective of the troopers underneath him. Mm-hmm. And they look at him as this, like, Hitler-esque character. Um, but when you're above, when you're, like, on par with him, or above him, like, you know, you got magical lightning powers and you can stab him with laser swords, uh, he becomes much more of just this guy who's he's just a guy. And he wants this power that he can't have. Uh, and so I think it's, you're now, like, we're looking at it from a different perspective than we were before. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I think 
they pushed it a little bit too much uh, occasionally with the humor, uh, where it didn't fit. It kind of felt Marvel-esque. And, you know, I love Marvel movies, but sometimes they can use humor to um, disengage from an interesting situation. Uh, and I felt that a couple of times throughout this movie, but it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just... I think Kylo Ren still could have stepped into the place that he was by the end of the movie. And they could have made Hux less of a joke of a character. Because I thought he was interesting. It was interesting that it was just a regular dude keeping a muzzle on one of the more powerful Force users yeah. in the universe. Um, let's see. Captain Phasma wins the General Grievous Award for coolest designed character that went absolutely fucking nowhere. She does look pretty fucking cool, though. She looked so cool. <laughs> and it was the lady that plays Brienne of Tarth, whose name I never, oh, ever remember. Oh, shit, remembered. it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's the lady that plays Brienne in Game of Thrones. And um, they hired her because she didn't use a rifle in the movie. She used a sword. And she's a sword. She's one of the few Hollywood actual sword, like, swordplay individuals. I don't know what to call them. But she knows, like, she was trained. She knows how to actually fight with a sword in real life. And then they did nothing with her in the first movie. And then they brought her back in the second movie and promptly did nothing with her again and then killed her. I think she might still be alive. There was a rumor floating around that she's going to be a head on top of a robot spider body. Which would be wild. I don't think it's going to actually happen, but that would be really cool. That's like the crazy FaceTime substitute teacher. Nope, don't know what you're talking about. It's more no. like a... You've never the... seen Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide where they have the, the crazy, like, German teacher that just, like, video chats the class? No, I'm sorry. I have a moral code and dignity. <laughs> okay. That show was really good. It taught me how to survive middle school. Proud of you, buddy. Um... <laughs> Everything I, everything I know, I know from Ned's Declassified. Uh, the ending of the movie was fucking amazing. Well, I mean... Which part are you referring to? The whole with the little salt kid planet. With the no. Because that was really stupid. It, wasn't, it was sort of stupid. Uh, but I'm talking about the salt planet. The oh, yeah, no, that whole thing, that whole thing was great. Uh, apparition. Totally. Yeah. I mean, the second time around, you obviously know, but the first time I remember, I didn't tweak it at all. I was like, oh yeah, that's just him. He must have gotten there somehow. And it was just, I was wrapped up in the moment. Like, they played it off so well yeah. that I just didn't even think about the fact that he's not there. And they've been showing these weird force projection powers the entire time. Yeah, no. So, yeah, so for context, there's the big final fight, like a war scene on this, like, old salt mine planet. Um, and Luke Skywalker is, like, hundreds of thousands of however, whatever space measurements away on, like, another planet in the middle of God knows where. Um, but he shows up to, like, help them. But the movie doesn't tell you yet that that's not actually him. He's just, like, projecting himself. Like, it's, like, a hologram of him almost, but not really. It's like he, like, has, like, a ghost, a little ghosty ghost. But it looks like, I mean... To anybody else around him, it would look like him, but... Yeah, nobody... But there's, like, subtle hints, like his hair is slightly different. He's using a different colored lightsaber. Um, or a lightsaber that's already been broken. Um, uh, he doesn't move the salt on the planet, like, when he's walking. Everybody else leaves, like, footprints, because the planet itself is red, but it's covered in white salt, and he doesn't. But you're just so wrapped up in the moment, and it's a very cool battle, and there's that very cool, like, fighter scene right before this happens, where you just... You're so into it that you don't see it. And I've heard a lot of other people say a very similar thing. Uh, and then there's just a really cool little fight. And I remember at the very beginning, they like blast him with like a shit ton, like a, like a thousand uh, giant lasers from um, AT-ATs. Mm-hmm. Or the new ones, if they changed their name, honestly, I'm not sure. But 
And he was just fine. And I, when I first watched it, I was kind of annoyed. I was like, oh, so they just made him God now that he's back with the Force. Uh, that's kind of dumb. Like, he shouldn't be able to survive that. Uh, and then I just ignored it and continued to watch. And then when it, when they, like, you know, dropped the thing where they're like, yeah, he's just a Force ghost. He's not actually there. I was fucking blown away. I was like, that makes perfect sense, and it's so fucking cool. No, oh, yeah, it was. It was really cool. Um, my issue is what followed is that he died. <laughs> it was so late. It was an unceremonious death. It was, and like, I'm all for unceremonious deaths, but like, it was really dumb and it felt shoehorned. Like, it didn't feel like he was. There was no indication that that's where it was gonna go. And like, don't get me wrong, I'm like the biggest advocate. Like, the biggest advocate for getting rid of all the Skywalkers, finally. As much as I love Luke Skywalker as a character, as much as I love Han Solo, as much as I love all the people from the original Star Wars movies, I just want to stop hearing about them. Because the, the people, whoever's in charge, Catherine Kennedy, I think is the name of the lady who's in, star, so. in charge of Star Wars right now. Like, it's, that, that happened in the 70s. That was so long ago. There's so many cool and interesting side characters in Star Wars, and I'm sick of seeing the same ones that we've been seeing since the 70s. Like, just do something new and interesting. So, yes, kill Luke Skywalker. I'm fine with that. It was really lame. I felt like there was no... Like, why did he need to die? It didn't seem like he was... Like, he's obviously very powerful in the Force, but they just, like, played it off. They didn't even explain it. They just kind of showed it as he had expended too much energy and he just, like, died. Yeah. It was really Could be dumb. something they explain next time in The Rise of the Skywalker Ugh, or whatever the fuck it's called. Get me started on that. Terrible Ugh. name. But, I don't know. It could. I just think there was. There would have been a better way for him to have died. It just. It didn't felt. It felt like everything that could have happened could have happened without him dying. Like all the stuff we saw could have yeah, also yeah, could have yeah, ended, yeah, and he w- didn't need to die. They yeah. were like, also he's dead. By the way. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I agree. Um. So I wasn't a fan of that. Like I said, I want him gone. Walk away. He could walk away from it all. He could die. I don't care. Get rid of him. Much as I love him, get rid of him and do something new and interesting. But not like that. Um, I just felt like there were some very fundamentally wrong things that they did with his character in this and movie. And this is where and we that's disagree where, the most. And that's where most people have a bone of contention with this movie, including Mark Hamill. Including Mark Hamill. That's fair. The dude who plays Luke Skywalker. He went on record saying, this is not my Luke Skywalker, but I'm the guy who signed the contract to play him, so I did what I had to do. And I just, I agree with him. I just don't think fundamentally i just don't think it was right he was the whole point of his character is that he's stupidly optimistic to like to a point of fault where he just goes and he fixes problems or tries to fix problems even if he created the problem or if someone else created the problem he he sees the good in everything and this whole movie just shows him as this pessimistic like old raggedy son of a bitch who hates everything that just felt like a weird 180 on the character and i he's changed it's been what 40, 50 years? Yeah. And he got a bunch of children killed. <laughs> like, personally, absolutely his fault that all those kids died that I were mean, under his protection. Y- that's and he turned debatable. his best friend and his daughter's son, or his sister's son, into an evil villain. I mean, no. The darkness was already there. Snoke put it there. Yes, but he see, said that. you have to look at it from the perspective of you would feel guilty. You would feel responsible. Well, yeah, but then he just gives up. He's like, all right, I guess the universe is doomed. I mean, I don't know what you want me to do about it, but someone else take the reins. I'm sick of this shit. Really? That's so not... He created the problem. He's all about problem solving, and then he creates the biggest problem that the galaxy has ever seen, 
and then walks away from it. Like, he fuck it. failed and he collapsed. Oh, yeah, but that's the whole point. And then he talks about how, like, I can't fix it because the Jedi code is fucked up. Then amend the Jedi code, you moron. No, the whole point is he failed and then he gave up. Ugh. I don't, like, it's I don't a think... character flaw. He's not a perfect character. That's the whole point. It's, a perfect character is boring. A no. perfect character is not something you can but his flaws produce were, interesting. His flaws were never that he, he's down and out. His flaws were that he was headstrong to a fault. If anything, he should have done the opposite. He should have just chased Kylo Ren to the end of the earth and convinced him to be a good guy again. He I tried. Just... He was training him. But at that point, he, he was going to kill him. For like one second. Yes, but that would fuck you up. Imagine you were going to kill your literal, your nephew. Like, you were like, ah, damn. And then just for a split second, you were going to do it. You were going to kill your nephew. And it's not like, well, maybe I should as he was going to do it. That would totally change your perspective. I know he's killed people. No, it wasn't maybe I should because then he turned off his lightsaber. Nothing. No, but he was going to do it. Like, there wasn't like a maybe I should. It wasn't like he was thinking about it. He was going to do it. He said he was going to do it. In that split second, I saw I could end it and I was going to. And then he didn't, but he was going to. And knowing that he could make that decision would be absolutely something that would change you psychologically. I guess, but it just, it seems very out of his character. Because, I mean, he deals with a lot of shit like that, where fucked up shit happens to him and the other other. He's never thought about killing children. And then a bunch of children got killed because of it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of children die in Star Wars. A lot of people fucking die in Star Wars. But there hasn't been, they haven't shown that personal connection of him being directly responsible for the death of a lot of people he cared about. And young people that he cared about. And he was trying he was trying to restart the Jedi Order and fix the universe, and he failed. I mean, he blew up the Death Star. There were definitely some innocent people. Yeah, but that, was a, that wasn't like a personal, it wasn't an intimate thing. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I know. But I mean, he still... And also, was... that was in the 70s where, like, the, the, they weren't doing that complicated kind of, like, psychological, I mean, is this right or wrong, moral Star gray Wars area. Episode 4 took place in the 70s. Everybody was stoned out of their <laughs> mind. You didn't know what was going on. No, I just mean more screenwriting. Uh, like... But that wasn't going to the movies back then. And I really think that they presented the reason why he changed his character really well. And how even late in the game when he's in this island and sad and mopey and angry, he still almost refuses to um, like take, like really accept what happened based mm-hmm. on like, how he lies to Ray and he doesn't tell her the truth. Um, until he's, like, formally confronted and, uh, you know, almost... Can you not break my pencils, you whore? Oh, my God. It was an accident. Uh, but it's just... It's good character development. A really fucked thing happened to him, and he collapsed. People do that all the time. And I get he was headstrong, and I get he was good, and he did everything he could to be good, but everybody's got a breaking point. I know. And I think it's interesting they showed it's something that... So it's so easy to say that you break over that because that's so fucked. He got so fucked, and he probably got heavily injured as well. Um, I mean, yeah, no, they you know brought a building down on. Yeah, so I mean that would come into play um, a bit, but I just think they did a good job of showing why his character would change into that. And the more he stays in solitary, the more he'd get more of this like crabby, like you know what, I don't even care. Like, the universe doesn't need me. Nobody's uh, found me. But it was, in. like, to the point where it was, like, un- un- I don't want to use the word unrealistic because I mean, you're not looking for realism in a Star Wars movie, obviously. But, like, it was to the point where Ray was, like, literally, like, yeah, I mean, everything's going to get destroyed and, you know, everyone's going to die. And he was like, okay, well, I mean, not my chair, not my problem. I mean, he doesn't really believe in the Force anymore, though. So, like, what is he going to do? he doesn't believe. He just doesn't want to use it anymore. No, I'm, I don't mean he doesn't think it's fake. I'm just saying he doesn't, like... 
isn't he's not in it anymore. He cut himself off, and I don't think he thought that he could find his way back. I think he only found his way back because of what Ray showed him. And so at the beginning, he was like, well, even if I want to do something, there's nothing I could do. Although I do think the throwing the lightsaber over the back right away was kind of dumb. That was awful. It makes me yeah. so mad. It should have been more like he thinks about it and is like, nah. But yeah, I did. That, that was kind of dumb. And it did ruin that nice moment from the end. Yeah, the best that. scene from the, from the previous movie chills every time. No dialogue was used, and it was hands down the most powerful like 30 seconds of that whole movie. And they just threw it away for a fucking joke. You know what they didn't throw away for a, a fucking joke? It is also a very powerful scene in The Last Jedi. That uh, light speed ship through the uh, snow oh, yeah. ship the was amazing. I remember yes. when I was in the theater, I was just like shocked. It was the silence that made it. It was just like, dead silent. It was shocking. It like sent shivers down my spine. Yeah, it like, was very unexpected. Amazing. It was just, and it was another one of those instances of these new trilogy movies where. The cinematography was very not Star Wars. That was not something you would have seen in another Star Wars movie up until now. Um, just the way it was filmed, because it was a very modern-looking shot. Um, and it was amazing. Yeah, no, it was very good. I liked that a lot. Uh, and then even watching it again, where I knew it was going to happen, it was still it sent like shivers down my spine. It's just yeah. a great shot. It's a really powerful shot. No, yeah, it was... Of course, it begs the question, why haven't people been doing this all the time? What, uh, light speeding through other ships? Yeah. Like, know. they had all those tiny ships that they kept, they're just like, they were like, oh, we're out of gas, we're just gonna let this one blow up. Just turn it around, light speed it right into it. I don't know, I feel like, well, I don't know, you saw, those things are big. Well, like, yeah, we but were, I mean, we it couldn't like, hurt, it's better than just letting well, it's it like, It's like taking a bicycle to an 18-wheeler, <laughs> and at that point, it's just pointless. But if you're sending a bicycle at, through an 18-wheeler at the speed of light, it might do something. I don't know, because I mean, I assume that the 18-wheeler has the speed of light shield. I don't know. Now we're getting into prequel ships. We're getting into prequel shit where they... What was the thing in episode one where they were stuck behind... Oh, yeah. They were like, we need to get our shields up or we can't get through this brigade of, like, Sith troops or these, like, Sith ships. And they get their shield up and don't get shot at once and they just fly right through. Yeah, you know. It's really dumb. You know, those prequels, those are some good, some good films right there. Episode three was decent. Listen, I wouldn't push it. Episode three was I would say decent. it was a mediocre at best. It was aight. No, aight's above mediocre. Aight's a little bit above mediocre. No. It's yes. mediocre at best. Dude, I've watched no. the film. There I've been watching some... these movies since I was knee-high to a grass- Yeah, and grasshopper. that means you're biased. No, I'm not. Listen, that I've means listened I know to what's the dialogue. Good and what's not. Atrocious dialogue. Oh, Atrocious dialogue. Oh, my God. You're wrong. I'm not. And you know what the prequels didn't do that the new movies do? They didn't ruin really anything in the pre-existing Star Wars movies. Okay, ignore Han Solo. The Rogue One plans was a good movie. I hate that with all okay, my Okay, everybody, uh, email in. Um, yeah, take, during Rogue One. take calls from you right now. Yeah, absolutely. Call in. Um, hate mail is acceptable, but only <laughs> one is not to me. Uh, you know, that's fair. But during Rogue One, they explained that the reason why Luke Skywalker could... Uh, shoot the hole in the Death Star and blow it up through the one little patch was because uh, don't remember his name designed it that way um, so that if you managed to hit this one thing it would blow up the entire ship and I think that makes perfect sense because why in God's name would there be one tiny hole that you can shoot in that just destroys an, an entire exhaust port it pushes moon. out it's an out hole exactly so why would it be able to go in clearly because it had to he be used designed the force. clearly it had because to be he designed used the force. no <laughs> it had to be designed so it wouldn't do they that they needed to oh 
Oh <laughs> my god. See, what you don't know, listeners, is we had this argument many times, and oftentimes it'll last hours. It's so obviously it it was an it was an exhaust port that led directly to the core. Obviously, that big of a, it's a planet-sized spaceship that shoots mega lasers. Clearly, they're running some sort of nuclear shit in the middle of it, which needs to exhaust somewhere. So they have one little hole that, first of all, is like an L. So there's no way anything should be able to go down there, especially when it's a photon cannon. And well, then- maybe the guy planned that a Jedi had to do it. Oh my god. No, I don't. For, first of all, I don't remember them ever saying that he planned for a Jedi to do it. I don't remember even, them not saying it, though. Oh my god, you flat earther. <laughs> um, Listen, I think it makes perfect no, sense. It fixes and it ruined, a friendly It's dumb problem. and it ruined a magical moment. It did not ruin a magical yes, moment. Yes, it does. Because now every time I watch not. that, that used to be an incredible scene. And now every time I'm watching, I'm like, okay, any chump could have done this. Because, you know. This, some jackass from from Rogue One, whose name I don't even remember because he was so disinteresting, put this hole there for them. So dumb. I mean, that's the entire point. Was it's like saying the beaches of Normandy were an inside job. They were, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't... didn't dis, I disliked it. Well, that's because you're dumb. I uh, did not like. But, I mean, they did kind of ruin a lot in Han Solo with like, ah, oh, I'm just Han, I've got no family. Hmm... They were awake. We don't even have time to go into all this shit Solo. that the fucking movie ruined. I hate that movie with all my heart and soul. It fills me with red hot, unadulterated rage. Makes me angry. It's not the best movie in the world. <laughs> and then he started the entire rebellion. Ugh. So <laughs> dumb. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I don't need to get mad right now. Do I have any more talking Yeah, do we have any more here? notes about uh, The no. Last Jedi? No, I guess that's it. We can talk about the new trailer, though. Uh, and all the many, 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 many negatives I found in that trailer. I thought you liked the trailer, but I hated the name. Um, the more I watch it, the more I dislike it. Because, first of all, the, the crux of that trailer, the, like, the, the meat of it, was the scene of Rey running away from the X-Wing. Mm-hmm. Which is just the scene from, what's that movie called? North by Northwest or South by Southwest or whatever it is. They literally just pulled that scene and put Star Wars on it. Hmm. So it's literally just a scene that already exists. So, I mean, I'm all for visual homages to other movies, but don't make that the, your whole trailer is just a scene from another movie. Fair. Uh, that's lame. Why is the Emperor back? They killed him. He died. That's dumb as fuck. He yeah. died. He died. It's because who's him- directing it? Is it J.J. Abrams again? I think so. Yeah, so it's going to be fan service I mean, J.J. Abrams, I think he's good at what he does, but what he does is fan service. But it was like, they threw him... Oh, my God. They threw him... <laughs> Darth Vader threw him into, like, the, the electric reactor shaft of the second Death Star. Like, he he died. And like, in the he... new versions, he shouts no while he's doing it. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to talk about that. But he died. Like, he died. It was, like, one of those things where it's, there's no maybe he lived. Like, the whole point was that he was dead. Like, all the Force users were happy. Everybody was like, oh, he's dead. Peace has been restored. And then at the end of the trailer, they pulled the Emperor's iconic laugh because, you know, why wouldn't we just let something that happened in the past happen without bringing it back? They're bringing back the dude that played Lando Calrissian because, you know... Why would we not have this thing from the old movies? To be fair, I've heard rumors of the Emperor being like, uh, it's going to be a some type of program he programmed in, because there's rumors that they're going to be going to, like, the scrapyard of the Death Star. And, I mean, uh, I'm pretty, I'm 99% sure that's what that image was in the trailer. Yeah, so what it's going to be is probably, uh, uh, people are thinking it's going to be like a hologram or some sort of weird security system he has set up. Um, I mean, I guess that'd be fun. I don't really, as long as he's not alive. If he's alive, I'm going to give up on Star Wars. No, you're not. 
Yeah, I'll begrudgingly partake in Star Wars <laughs> for the rest of my life. It's like family at this point. I don't have I don't even have a choice. It just makes me sad. Like, why is my weird aunt wearing like sandals? Just sandals? Why? Yeah. That's what you had to build. Your weird aunt's wearing sandals to like Christmas dinner, though. <laughs> What a great way to end this uh, marvelous who podcast. Wait, who said we were... Uh, was there anything else? Um, <laughs> look, all I'm saying is you shouldn't be wearing sandals to Christmas dinner. This is not an open toe event. <laughs> Put them shits away. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Um, neither did I, or, nor anybody else. Um... But let's see, was there anything else interesting that happened in that trailer? That trailer? Not particularly. Oh, the name is atrocious. We don't read the Oh, yeah, that. because why would we Awful. ever get away from the Skywalker shit when we like, could just milk that cow until it's fucking dead? I'm w- even beating a dead horse at this point. They found the corpse of another dead horse and are using it to beat a third already dead horse. What are they doing with the first dead horse? Glue. <laughs> All right. Um,. But I think I think they're gonna be like, yeah, Ray's actually a Skywalker. Kylo Ren was just wrong. He didn't know. Um, no, that's gonna be what happens, though. I know. They're gonna raise. They're gonna do that cutesy thing where they raise an army of young, young and inexperienced Jedi to fight this hopeless war. But their scrappy determination pulls through. That's gonna be awesome. Well, I mean, it's certainly not gonna be the prequels. There was some okay stuff. Mm. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be the hill you die on. Is the prequels? Hold on, the music was good. That's true. I won't. I, won't even Willi- I don't know anyway. how John Williams wrote such good music for such flat characters. Ewan McGregor was great. Okay, Ewan McGregor is just a good actor. Yeah, his character. Well, I mean, was so awesome. is Natalie Portman, but she was not good in those movies. No, she was not. She was bad. Um, but Ewan McGregor was, you know, General cool. Reeves looked cool. Yeah, and then they did the Phasma thing where they just yeah, but he did him. more than Phasma. Did he, though? Yes. No. He was just at the beginning of the movie he when said, they saved the Emperor, and then he General said... General Kenobi. Yeah, and then he said, hello there. Hello there. Um, and then he died. And then they did Order 66. And that was sad, I guess. <laughs> um, now we're just rambling. Yeah, this is probably where we end it. Okay. Well, everybody, it was an absolute honor doing this podcast for you. Yeah. Remember, vitamin C. Vitamin C away keeps the scurvy away. Vitamin C away keeps the scurvy away? Well, what, are you dropping it? Like, <laughs> Become not <laughs> Get that vitamin C shit away. Oh, man. Well, uh, you know, watch all the Star Wars. Like I said, email in with any uh, correspondence. Or hate mail if you want. Yes. It's cool. I've always wanted to receive a death threat. But, like... It like cut out magazine letters. Ooh. Like on a ransom note. That's good. Um, yeah. Matt's address is uh, 34 Oh, hey, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Okay, none of that was real, anyways. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. I guess this is a good place to end it. Goodbye. Catch you on the next episode that I'm not going to make. Probably. You never know. Maybe we will. Yeah. It's going to be a smash hit. <laughs>